Hello, and welcome to the Wikigate podcast. Hello. I'm Benjamin. I'm Meredith. And uh, this is the show where we talk about applying the Bible to your everyday life. Our website is thewikigate.org. That's where you can find all the blog posts and podcasts and all sorts of media about applying the Bible to everyday life. And today we are going to talk about um, churches. We're going to talk about our hunt for a church and what that was like and um, hopefully give you guys some suggestions. What does the Bible even say about churches and how do you know if a church is a good church or not? Because that's a real struggle sometimes, finding a place to go and be a part of. But it's really, really important. So, um, And not all churches are that good. Benjamin has a very hilarious story from his dad. So, yeah, when my dad was a kid, um, they would road trip a lot around the whole country. And once they were visiting a church, I'm pretty sure it was while they were on vacation. And um, they went into this church, and after sitting there for a minute, uh, my, my dad was one of, let's see, at that time, one of four uh, and uh, one of the kids noticed that there were big old baskets in the front of the church and pointed it out to their dad, my grandpa, and he just said, run, run out the door. And um, so the kids bolted out the door and they barely made it out in time before they they were locking the doors to lock everybody in. Apparently, this was a church that takes scripture about Paul's snake bite and some other scripture too out of context and they release snakes in the church and if you have enough faith, you won't get bit by these poisonous snakes is their theory. I can't even imagine. Like, they get locked in the church and snakes get released. Hope you make it, guys. <laughs> and and so, yeah, that, that was that is not a biblical church. Yeah, I was going to say, advice number one, don't go there. If you do go, there are lots of churches that do that sort of a thing. And if you go to one, I'm sorry, but you're not in a biblical church. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere in the Bible does it say that we need to risk everything with poisonous snakes. I hate snakes. Uh, So we've put together a list of uh, a few things to look for in a church. But before we get there, uh, just a little bit about our experience. You want to go ahead and go first? Sure. Um, So whenever I was growing up, we moved a couple times and switched churches. And so I got to see a little bit of what it was like to pick a church based on what my parents did and what they looked for and so I knew it had to be bible based and all these things and I always judged it on how fun the kids were in Sunday school or like how weird the people in the church were that's bad too don't follow my 10 year old logic (laughs) um and so coming to Tucson I kind of took that Benjamin didn't have that as much growing up because his dad was a pastor so he like never switched churches he always had the same pastor So, so so we did switch churches but, but I always had the same pastor, and we didn't switch churches after I was three. So from the time I was three till I was 18, I was in one church. How many 
were you in from the time you were three oh, till the, the time, time you were 18? Okay, so I lived, had one in Indiana, and then we moved here, and there was one in Chandler, and then there were, I think, three in the city of Maricopa, and then there was the one out in the boondocks where we lived, and then we went to Benjamin's family's church, so that's seven. Seven churches? Yep, before yeah. I left home. <laughs> so we had a little bit different experience, but then we both came to college in Tucson, and we had to find a church together. And so we tried a few, and it was always like, oh, this one's really good on one thing, but not so good on the other, and... So we were really starting to get frustrated because we had had such a good church at home. And then when we moved here for college, it was like, there's nothing here. And this city's bigger. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> right. And, and you know, it's really important. Uh, scripture tells us that, like, it basically says you have to be in a church. Right. Like, like, it's really important for uh, Christians to go to a church and get involved there and a lot of people are like oh there are no good churches so we'll just stay home and read the bible with our family but that's not the biblical pattern either right and so as we were looking for a church we kind of started to figure out what did we would really look to the bible what is in the bible for what makes a good church and what doesn't and so one of the long passages that really talks and i think it like puts together what a church is all about and what it should look like all in, what is it, six verses, five verses, five verses. So I'm going to read those. It's Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. It says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working, by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. First of all, I just realized that was one sentence. <laughs> That's insane. But that, we took that, those ideas, and kind of broke them down. So we've got a list of five things that we looked for based on those verses and some more verses in the Bible that we should look for in a church. First off, I don't know if we said this already, but that's found in Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. I stood you for might that. have said that. I did. <laughs> okay. I couldn't remember. Um, and so, yeah, five things to look for, five things that you will find in a biblical church. Um, number oh, one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> it's really hard to figure out where to start a list of five. <laughs> number one is. They teach the truth about salvation. So this is like fundamental, really important. If you get this wrong, you've missed the whole point of the Bible. <laughs> and so just we, you really have to make sure the church you go to believes that Jesus is the one and only way of salvation. His death on the cross paid the penalty for our sins. And that um, if we just put faith in him, give ourselves our lives to him, then we are saved, and that's the end of it, and that you can't lose your salvation. It doesn't take any extra. There are a lot of weird teachings about that, but if you look in the Bible, it's 
through Christ alone, through faith alone. And so that's what we really need to By grace for. alone. By grace alone. I knew there was a third <laughs> one, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> and then, yeah. So, I mean, really, if a church is wrong on salvation, like you said, they've missed the whole point of the entire Bible. So they're, by definition, not a biblical right. church. Get out of there. <laughs> uh, number two. Is baptism and communion. Make sure they have that right. So baptism and communion are the two ordinances that were set up for the church. Um, and just to be clear, uh, baptism in the New Testament, anytime that word is used, it's the Greek word baptizo. And oh, Greek words. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just transliterated. Yeah. Uh, and And it means to plunge, to submerge, or to pickle. It does not mean yeah. <laughs> it does not mean to sprinkle or dip. So a, a church that teaches baptism by immersion after salvation, not part of your salvation, but as a testimony of walking with Jesus. And then also a church that teaches the truth about communion, which um, is that it's a ceremony that was set up by Jesus. Um, he told us to observe it until he comes again, and it's a picture of his death and resurrection. No, just his death. Just his death. Communicate in, in communication. <laughs> in communion, we remember his death. In baptism, it's a picture of his death and his resurrection. Right. All right, so number three is that the church is serving missionally. So that's both, like, in your community, they're trying to reach out and tell people about Jesus, tell people about the gift of salvation, and also in the world that they support missionaries and missions trips and just ways that we can reach the whole gospel, or the whole world with the gospel. And so looking at those verses we talked about earlier, one of the phrases in it was, till, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. And so I feel like, a lot of that is teaching us to know more about Jesus in the church, but also that we are trying to reach all people with that knowledge of Jesus because some people haven't heard, and that's the whole purpose of the church is to bring people into the fold to save them from the sins that we were all saved out of. And also, one of the last things Jesus said to his uh, followers when he was on the earth is that, like, our whole purpose is to tell others about him. And, and well, really, our whole purpose is to bring glory to God. But, but one of the ways we right, do that. One of the ways we do that is to tell others about him. And he specifically says to go into um, Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And so that's like your local surroundings, your very city, and then also, like, regional surroundings, and then everywhere in the whole earth. And it was one of the things Jesus said last while he was here. So I take that with a lot of weight because, like, whenever you leave someone, you want to say something really important at the end. <laughs> so if if your church isn't actively trying to reach your local community and reach your world, that's not good. And so a biblical church will be doing that. Exactly. Okay, so, so far we have number one, they teach the truth about salvation. 
Number two, they have baptism and communion, right? Number three, they are serving missionally. And numero cuatro, biblical teaching. So this one might seem kind of like redundant. What do you find in a biblical church? Biblical teaching. <laughs> but but those those verses from Ephesians 4 say, For the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. And it also that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. So within, quote, Christianity at large, there is a huge spectrum of religions that are just shoved under that label. And Meredith actually wrote a great post uh, about this on the Wicked Gate a while ago. Christianity is not an umbrella term. Yeah. And, and so definitely go read that post if you haven't. But but what really separates those different religions and denominations is that uh, their their emphasis and view of the Bible. So biblical teaching will um, treat the Bible as the fully inspired word of God. Every single book, chapter, verse fully inspired by God. Also, it will teach only the Bible, not any other books too, um, and not any, like, traditions in addition to the Bible. It's okay to have traditions, but as long as they're not given equal weight. Like, the Bible is the main source, is the source, not, not the main one, the, <laughs> the only one. source of truth. And then also, churches that, like, know that deep down, there's a lot of churches that tend to just kind of not really pay attention to the Bible or not go in depth in the Bible, but that verse Benjamin mentioned earlier about not being tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine... It needs to be a church that wants people to be solid in the Bible, know stuff about it. So they go in-depth with it, not just scratching the surface. And they really want to teach you the different meanings and the different parts and how it applies to your life and things like that. And so it should be a church that really wants to ground you in biblical teaching. And also, one of the New Testament churches, the church at Berea, was really praised uh, because the church members themselves, not just the teachers, uh, would read the Bible all the time. And the church members were the ones who made sure that the church had biblical teaching. And so I guess that's kind of getting ahead of myself here. But, but like one of the ways you can know if your church has b biblical teaching is if you read the Bible yourself. That's a good point. All right. Number five. Uh fifth thing to look for in a biblical church. We'll, we'll do a rundown of all five after this one. Uh, it's a family, not just a gathering, not just a whole bunch of people showing up. So it's a place where you can feel that people really care about you. Everyone talks about each other's lives and encourages you, reminds you about the Bible, prays for you, and things like that. It's not just a place where you go, you warm up you, and then you leave, but it's a place where you can really connect with other believers and you can really strengthen each other in like 
what life should look like as a Christian and going through hard times with each other and a place where we have that unity. Because the Bible calls us a body that's supposed to be functioning together. And so if there are if it's a place where you're just off on your own and not part of that body, then that's not how a church is supposed to function either. It's supposed to be a place where we can learn to follow God better and encourage each other. Yeah, there's a verse in 1 Timothy that I really like. Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, with all purity. That's 1 Timothy 5.1. And I I really like this verse because it, it, it emphasizes that family feel that the church is supposed to have. We are all brothers and sisters in Jesus. And we're like, when, when we look at our biological family, we're supposed to love each other, respect each other, listen to each other, um, spend time with each other, help each other grow. And it's exactly the same in the church. We're supposed to listen to elders and encourage them and also to view our peers as brothers and sisters. And, and I really like that picture. And also the rest of the chapter of 1 Timothy 5 talks about taking care of those who aren't able to help themselves, such as in that day, widows and orphans were often really looked down upon by society. And so the church was challenged, you know, go take care of these people. And um, I don't know. Like Fam- family. <laughs> yeah, family takes care of their own. Yeah. Of course, that sounds a little like the mafia. <laughs> church is not like the mafia. If your church is like the mafia, get out. <laughs> it's all in the family. <laughs> well, wait, don't oh, agree with this point. Uh, no, but really like like a, a biological family. That's the part we're going for here. And then just another verse that talks about that is Hebrews 10.25. Um, it's talk- it says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I love this verse because it's not just a command to encourage and build each other up, but it's saying, this is really important. There's a lot of stuff we have to try to get done. We need to witness to the world. We need to try to keep ourselves strong in Christ as um, the day of Jesus' return comes and people don't have that opportunity to accept Christ and the world is going to be judged. Like there's big things coming. And so we have to remind each other of that and keep ourselves focused on that sort of thing. So in case you're wondering, we, oh wait, we have to review the five. Okay. So number one, they teach the truth about salvation. Number two, they observe both baptism and communion and do both in a manner consistent with the Bible. Number three, they serve missionally. They want to reach the world and even their local area with the good news of Jesus. Number four, you'll find biblical teaching there. And number five, it feels like a family. Close-knit and encouraging. All right. So, to since it's, we're talking about a lot of Applying the Bible to our lives personally, we took this list that we kind of worked out as we went to different churches, and we actually did find a really good church here. It wasn't where we expected to end up, and it's this really sweet, nice little church, and um, they do all these things. It feels like a family. We 
every week we go, there's people asking us how we are, asking how they can pray for us. The pastor is really solid in teaching the Bible, and he goes really in-depth. Yes, he does. (laughs) I've learned a lot of stuff, and they're all about reaching the world. They support lots of missionaries, and we try to find new ways to do outreach, and obviously they're right on on salvation and salvation and communion so it's just the perfect fit for this list so it's very exciting the churches are out there just make sure that you're looking for one that god is leading and and we also have to make sure so often in looking for a church it's easy to get caught up by the things that are on the surface oh there are no other people my age or oh um I don't really like the music all that much or, oh, like little things that are really just a matter of preference. When when we look at the Bible, um, just stick to the Bible is really <laughs> what I'm trying to get at here. Don't, don't pick a church based on your preferences. Pick it based on the Bible and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right. If you can have one that ha- follows the Bible and your preferences, awesome. But always put the Bible first. Right. And so, just a quick tip, if, like, one thing we figured out looking for churches and all this, if you can't find this information, there's always a statement of faith churches have, or go find a pastor, or somebody like that, and ask. Make or sure some, you ask. someone who's been in the church a really right. long time. And then, like like we were talking about, the way, the way to check for biblical teaching is to make sure you're reading the Bible yourself. Right. <laughs> Good point. So, if you have any more ideas of things you can look for in a church or want to just tell us about your amazingly awesome church, then you should tweet us at Wicked Tweets. Or you can post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash wicketgate. We love to hear from people, so that would be really awesome. Or you can comment on this episode on thewicketgate.org. All right, so I guess that's all we have for you guys this week. Um, thanks for listening to us and chatting with us. Benjamin, I'm sure, is now off to play with his favorite new toy, which is, believe it or not, it's amazingly fun. It's a broomstick. (laughs) I had to take the broomstick off of the broom the other day for a Sunday school lesson, and we just kind of have it around the house now. It makes cool sounds, and we, like, pass it around and poke each other with it, and it's a new addition to the family. We've been having a lot of fun. (laughs) Who knew? So if you need something to do pull out a broomstick. <laughs> That's our last piece of advice for you today. <laughs> and then, as we mentioned earlier, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or on thewickedgate.org. Uh, we're also on Pinterest. Yes. Yes? It's just look for the Wikigate, search the Wikigate on Pinterest under Pinners, and you will find us. We're the only ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh Is it even called tuning in with podcasts? I'm not sure. I don't even know. Thanks so much for listening. We'll say tuning in. I like the old radio feel. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.